And welcome inside the football film room alongside veteran scout coach and consultant Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. I'm Scott Seidenberg reminding you to follow twitch.tv slash Chris Landry football and subscribe to Landry football's conference call podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. The NFL is starting up soon. College football, we got some exciting news with the schedules being released in certain conferences. So there's lots to get into, Chris. And it's an exciting time for us at twitch.tv slash Chris Landry football. Yeah, we got uh, a lot of great programmings that we've added. Check it out, as you mentioned. Go uh, If you can't remember that, and it is twitch.tv slash Chris Landry Football, go to LandryFootball.com, click follow Chris on Twitch, and you can find our channel. You can see our schedule. You can see this show. You can see the other shows. Uh, we're really excited. Uh, we, our guy, that's the, the key guy behind the scenes is my man, Scott here. And he's been so busy. He hasn't had time to get his show up and it's going to be a great handicapping show. And it's going to start. Hey, my man, it is coming quickly. You better get to work. You better get to work and get because, because it is getting closer and closer. Listen, I've already gotten to work as soon as the sec released their schedule. First of all, I'm salivating at the thought of watching college football because I don't know where else we're going to get college football this year besides the SEC right now. And fans are excited because the SEC, each individual state and stadium is announcing what they're doing in terms of fans, whether it's going to be 16,000 fans at one stadium or just 20% at another stadium. It looks like we will have SEC football, Chris, starting on September 26th, an all-conference schedule where each team will play 10 games and will determine a champion in in Atlanta. Scott, I think you're right. I, I will say here last week, if you listen to us, and I hope you did, you should be with us every week. <laughs> um, I said, I don't know, Scott. I, I remember I said, I, I just have this feeling in my gut that when it push comes to shove the sec the acc are going to kind of go where the big 10 was and they're just it's going to be i'll say this if that's the way it goes they're going to be some disappointed folks because now you're really putting the carrot out there okay 20 percent of the fans face coverings we're really now i realize the big 10 released their schedule then a week later canceled they it. canceled yeah. it so it doesn't mean that because they put the schedule up and for everybody to see that, oh, well, everything's done. No, no, no. But I think they're setting it up and getting it going, Scott, to where this is looking more and more like uh, a probability. And let's hope, Scott, we need to have a discussion on what this will mean, even though there won't be as many fans and whatnot. What yeah. is this going to mean for the conferences that do play? We've talked about the ones that don't play. Now, you think about the games and the, the few number of teams that are going to be playing the exposure that it's going to get. I was looking at it. Look at the schedule. I don't know if you've seen this. LSU-Alabama, I'll make a prediction right now. LSU-Alabama game in Tiger Stadium, that'll be a night game on CBS. You know what's going to lead into it, Scott? The Masters. The (laughs) third round of the Masters. I mean, this is just a wacky sports season, we know. But I guess my point is, is, it's going to give tremendous exposure for the SEC and the ACC Big 12. Uh, maybe give a little more bump to the G5 schools that do play if they do play at the AAC Conference USA Sunbelt because you're not going to have the proliferation of games. 
So every SEC game is going to be on TV and with more eyeballs on it because you're not going to have as many options. So if you're sitting there 12 noon Eastern time, excuse me, one Eastern time, mm-hmm. uh, 12 noon central on Saturdays, that is kind of prime. It could be any games, a bunch of games, but that's kind of like big 10, you know, that's going to move towards someone else. And you wonder how that's going to have what long range effect it's going to have for the big 10 and the sec late night games. I don't know how many late night games. You're not going to have any West coast games, but you wonder how that's going to play out. Maybe somebody moving their time slot later, like eight 30 in the central time and playing to 10 30 to get it. There's a lot of things that could be done in this negative environment. There's a lot of positive developments that could be made from a marketing standpoint for the schools and the conferences that do play. And what about just, I was just thinking now, the effect on the SEC network, because without programming during the day, you know, ESPN is not going to have the noon kickoff for the Big Ten, right? They're not going to have other conference games. And I know that they own the SEC network, but I would assume most of these games now are going to be nationally televised on regular channels like on CBS and regular ESPN, and maybe ABC does pick up the games. You're going to lose the SEC network as where the where there were certain exclusions. I don't think we're going to have exclusions anymore. I don't think no. we're have certain games that are exclusive to the SEC network just because there's 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 more availability with less games to broadcast. Well, and the SEC is in the unique spot because, okay, you've got the CBS deal. Well, the CBS only has the one game, and they have, I think, two weeks where they can get a doubleheader, uh-huh. and they have some flexibility to move a game tonight, which I think, again, will be if, if – I think they would – I'm not saying it's definite, but you know if CBS is going to get the Alabama-LSU game – it's going to have to be at night because it's got third round of the master. So, I mean, it's just, but may, maybe they, I don't, and I don't think somebody else is going to want to go up against the third round of the masters like ESPN, but outside of CBS in that time slot, ESPN owns the rest of it because you mentioned they own the sec network. So mm-hmm. I don't know what that means for, I mean, the sec network and ESPN are one in the same, but to your I think point, you're gonna, I think you're going to get games on set on ABC. You, you, well, what you're going to get is you can, yeah, well, and again, it depends. Big 12, ACC, the best game of the day in the time slot will yeah. go like ABC, but it, it could be an SEC game. Um, now, again, I believe in the CBS contract in that 230 window can't be an SEC game. Correct. Uh, uh, so, so look, I mean, in essence, the ESPN platform, two, you, ESPNU, and, and certainly SEC Network. And listen, the ACC Network as well, um, they're going to get a lot of exposure. And the one that's going to be hurt the most clearly is Fox because they had Big Ten and Pac-12, so they yeah. got nothing. I don't know what they're going to have. Uh, big, Well, they do have Big 12. So Big 12 could get the real big push from the Fox Network. So do they carry more Big 12 games? So do you see like a – a plethora of games. And so maybe Iowa state, Kansas, which would not reach many viewers, maybe in a more of a two thirty slot that yeah. more eyes may uh, see it. 
Well, th- there's already a couple of games that I've circled and, and really, you know, and we mentioned the handicapping show, which will begin uh, in a couple of weeks here. Uh, I'm just looking at the odds to win the SEC East division where Georgia is the favorite, but Florida is the second favorite, Chris, and Florida's at even money which means that if you risk $100, you're going to win $100. So it's the risk-reward is the same exact thing because they're even money. And I look at the schedule for both Florida and Georgia. Georgia does not have to play. I mean, uh, Florida does not have to play Alabama in this revised schedule. Now, granted, they have LSU. They have the game against Georgia, which is going to be in Jacksonville. Um but that's about it on their schedule. And no disrespect to anybody else, but those are the two toughest games on their schedule, whereas Georgia – I was going to ask you that. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to ask you, Scott, could you please read to our listening audience Mm -hmm. the Georgia schedule? Georgia, they got Mizzou, (laughs) A&M, Ole Miss. Excuse me. Georgia has Arkansas, Auburn, second game of the year, play against Auburn, Uh Tennessee, Alabama, Uh fourth game of the year, Uh Kentucky, the open Uh state, Florida in Jacksonville. Uh Uh-huh. Then Missouri, Mississippi State, South Carolina, and then they finish up against Vanderbilt. Yeah. Tell, I, I, looking at the two team schedules, and this has nothing to do with the teams because uh, already I'm very high on Florida. You know I was high on Kyle, Kyle Trask right. last year. I'm high on Kyle Trask this year. I love Florida. I just think that looking at those two teams' schedule, the safer bet for me is to bet on Florida to win this division. It uh, It's interesting that you mentioned that because my eyes went immediately to Georgia's schedule as like, whoa. <laughs> and new quarterback, good one. And I think Jamie Newman's going to be good. And then no, not locked to be the starter. I think he will be. But who knows um, how – you just mentioned it, Auburn early. You know, it's if you look at Georgia, they are a little bit better as the season goes along. And and struggles. We saw them against South Carolina. So if they're finding themselves, holy macro, they could they could drop two games before you even figure things out. They could be three and two going into that Florida game. And and could end up being one of the best teams in the country by the end of the year, but drop two games early because of that schedule. Interesting how that schedule didn't work out. I thought that maybe Florida might get you know, when we were looking and all this and you never know what comes out of Birmingham, mm-hmm. uh, the office, the SEC office folks, um, I, th- I kind of thought Florida was going to get them, but as you mentioned, they didn't, um, interesting. There was a whole lot of ticked off dudes, <laughs> coaches, cause think about this SEC so political and they're so, well, when you say we're going to have two more games added to the schedule all in conference. It's like, all right, they don't Which already. Is, is, oh yeah. <laughs> Who's getting screwed. Who's getting screwed. Damn it. Everyone I'm in the East, everyone in the East going, yeah. no, Alabama, no, Alabama. No, 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 no. I'm pissed and I'm not going to take it anymore. Who are we playing? You know, and, and they were, they were t- picked, ticked off before they even announced it. So th- th- it was some interesting, you know, how this is going to play out. And, if you look at it outside of Georgia, kind of maybe protecting a little bit of its contenders. So, I mean, although, you know, and it, just things that I haven't wrapped my brain on yet. I, are you like me in that you know it, but it's not something that I'm, I'm, I'm quite feeling yet. It's like, we start thinking about the playoffs already. It's like, you eliminate all, you eliminate two conferences. It's like, 
okay. That opens the, that that limits who you have, but it opens the door to maybe God knows who. Well, yeah, and, and what the record could be. I don't know what the playoff is going to look like this year. I don't know. I assume that they're still going to put it on because it's such a big money grab that Absolutely. you know. So it could be three SEC teams and the Big Twelve champion. It very well just be that. Well, Clem, Clem, I mean, I, I listen. I, I there's no guarantee if Clemson's not in. That oh, means yeah. that means Colvin hit South Carolina the yeah. hardest, and they don't have a team anymore, so, and they just shut it down because so Clemson be, is in. So, so Clemson, the and big champion, and two SEC teams. That's that, my friends. <laughs> the betting guy. I would say you ought to open up your parlor and say that's the odds. I think there that is. is it. That's it. <laughs> so, so if a Big Twelve team is not worthy. Then that then in finding that fourth team could be real interesting. You know, finding a fourth team last year wasn't easy. I mean, because there were three that you know, three that looked like they belong, and a few that didn't. And who who was the best looking, homely looking yeah. girl to invite to the party? Um, so now you could have a bigger problem or a bigger issue with. Now you got a lot of teams that don't look like it, and uh, so no, I you you you're you're dealing with three conferences, and I don't want to hear, oh, give the AAC an automatic bid into it. No, 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 please, no, uh, not not uh, unless their schedule would allow it, and quite frankly, nobody's schedule doesn't allow it, and, and, and you're hurt this year by the lack of the the non conference games. Yeah, you can't you can't uh, yeah you can't be. Um, a Central Florida and beat two big time SEC teams, go unbeaten and make a claim. You can't. Oh. So you go twelve and zero, and I'm sorry, that ain't going to be enough. It's just yeah. not going to be enough with your schedule. And there's no conference that's worthy. So listen, I don't see it. Now here's the thing. Here's the latest news as we go to live taping. Notre Dame is looking into situations on campus on whether remote or, and I mean they're looking at the possibilities. I'm curious to see what happens there. Um, they're part of the alliance. They're part of the ACC. But Notre Dame is one of those schools that are run that if they feel like there's something that, I mean, they could pull the plug on the season. I'm not saying that they are. Mm-hmm. They could do it. So let's keep an eye on that because they're in a little bit of a unique situation on campus that I still get the feeling that they're they're good to go. But that's not a done. And don't lock Notre Dame in as a guarantee to play just because in the ACC. I think they are probable to play. And I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. I mean, look at what happened with North Carolina, right? We're going to welcome students on campus, and now we're going to send you all home again. And, but, you know, Max had the great point. He said, yeah. great. I mean, not great. That's not. He didn't say that. He said, it's going to allow us to keep our bubble better yes. organized. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Way to look at it. I mean, it's just it's one way to look at it. Uh, more on the SEC schedule here: Alabama, uh, Missouri, A and M, Ole Miss, Georgia, Tennessee, Mississippi State, LSU, Kentucky, Auburn, and then they finish the year with Arkansas. So it's a little weird that the last game of the year is not the Iron Bowl. But I'd be shocked if they lose more than one game. If they even lose that one game, Chris, uh, the Georgia game's tough. The LSU game is tough. Um, the Georgia one is going to be home for them. The LSU one is obviously at Tiger Stadium. Uh, other than that, they got Auburn at home, which is going to be easier for them. I, I don't see 
I, I see one loss, if that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I asked, and of course they said with the season being pushed back, they still wanted Alabama-Auburn kind of in its more traditional role. And, you know, since the season's going to be December now, yeah, fit through that. Um, and, you know, if they end up winning the West, um, boy, I hate to say this, and uh, no disrespect, Coach Pittman, but, you know, that'll be a little like a – like a breeze through game before going to the SEC championship game. If they win the West, I'm not saying that um, they absolutely are, although they are the favorite. No, it is. Um, look, Scott, I mean, in in one weird way, and I'm going to go back to the theme of look what this does to the SEC. And I know it for the ACC, the Big 12, but for the SEC, the big boy, they now are going to have center stage. stage. They're starting to lick their chops a little bit and say, oh, you, you know what? We're distancing ourselves from the other conferences. We're going to show you how good we're. We're going to have the national audience, you know, on steroids now. I mean, we're going to be even bigger than we have been because you're not going to have some of the other options. So with that, what it does, it creates more matchups. So two more SEC games. Yeah, there's some teams, you know, you lining up against Vanderbilt and Arkansas. Those are not very good teams. But you're going to have more good games, and you're you're taking away the cream puff games that you would normally be playing out of conference, and now you're putting at least an SEC team, it yeah, makes okay. the SEC schedule better. Wouldn't you rather see Alabama-Arkansas than Alabama against the Citadel? Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, because at least, you know, if you're Arkansas, you can measure what they are up against, you know, mm-hmm. Alabama, and a little bit better test, well, you know, in some cases better, you know, than – but yeah, I, I, I think it's – look, in a, in a negative situation – they're making a positive out of it. And that's one of the things I at least admire about what the SEC is doing and the ACC and the Big 12 that I'm a little bit concerned that the Big 12 and the Pac-12 shot down. Now, I've heard something today. I don't know if you have, but, you know, that don't count it out that the Big 10 might reconsider. I- I'm just not hearing that from the yeah. people that I trust. I-, I just I don't see them going back on it, but I'm going to tell you their football people are hopping mad players, coaches, administrators, they're going to lose a lot of money. And Scott, if the SEC and the ACC and the Big 12 pull it off. Yeah, they're going to look even worse. They're going to look even worse. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, for a kid like Justin Fields, he's obviously furious. Um, He's one of the Heisman favorites or was one of the Heisman favorites going into the season. And with that comes a lot of cachet, top draft pick, bonus money, you know, endorsement deals, all that stuff uh, that he will not have a chance to play for this year. And, and I, I I was curious to get your, your take on this. How will the Heisman Trust handle this year? Because I don't know if you could even give out an award when you don't have half the country playing football. And and I, I, I think uh, for a lot of the awards across the country, Chris, that the College Football Awards Committee is going to have to decide what to do here because it, it seems a bit unfair. I think they'll do it, though, Scott, and I don't know this, and that's it's, I'm glad you brought that up. Honestly, haven't thought of it. Yeah, I haven't thought of this. Well, yeah, of course. We're so worried about just actually getting. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, you know, yeah, who's doing the Heisman? I'm just uh, hey, who, who, who can play five Heisman. games? First, play, first player to get five snaps. You got it, man. And so, um, I think they're going to do it because remember, they've been giving this out even since the war days. Mm-hmm. So, no, I think they're going to still do it. I mean, it's just like they're going to have the playoffs. No, they'll still give out a Heisman, and I'd be shocked if they didn't. Yeah, but 
it will reduce the field. Now, I thought you were going to say in how they were going to have the ceremony. I think that's going to be virtual. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, you know, I mean, I think it's going to be Zoom and, you know, it'll be right there and it'll be Scott Seidenberg is one of the Heisman. And, you know, and I, I mean, I don't know. I guess he will have to. I don't know how they're going to do that. That's going to be interesting, but that's obviously the least of all issues. I think they're going to have, I think they're going to vote on it, Scott. I, I, I don't think they're going to eliminate it at all. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean, why? Look, I mean, it's, it's a decision that the PAC 12 and the big 12, uh, big 10 and the PAC 12 made. That's their decision. Respect their decision. But college football goes on. If you're going to have a playoff, you're going to have a season vote on who is eligible. There'll be plenty of good players. We'll never know if a Justin Fields could have won it or not, but that's not everybody else's fault. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's nobody's fault. It's not Justin's fault. It's not Ohio state's fault. It's not anybody's fault other than the decision makers. And that is what it is. Absolutely. Uh, let's transition to the NFL here because, uh, training camps are underway and, uh, injuries. We know that they're inevitable, Chris. Uh, and one happened with the Dallas Cowboys just the other day. And it's football's, Ugly reality. Uh, Joe McCoy goes down, and uh, now he's been released. Um, no longer on the roster because of the injury. Going to be out for a long time, and that frees up a spot now for the Cowboys. Just the harsh realities of the business right now, right, Chris? It is, and Gerald, I thought, was really going to help this. I mean, he still could play. I thought he was going to help this team. They're not real depth in the rota- deep in the rotation, and this is a big loss for them. I and mean, they tend to go with kind of the star. And they were going to put a little star quality for at least with some guys in the rotation. Now they're kind of voided. But look, I, you know, I keep looking and I was looking over the injury list yesterday and talking to people around the league. And it was, you know, key guys are going to drop and they're going to drop and going to drop. And I'm really worried about the soft tissue injuries that, you know, and say, so what do you mean soft tissue injuries? What does it really have to do with anything? All right. Well, the lack of an off season is just going to put more stress on the ligaments and tendons that are going to be stressed more as you try to get them ready for the season in a, in the fashion that we're doing it. A lot of guys are dropping the best we can hope for Scott is some of these things are not long-term, but we're seeing, you know, out in San Francisco, a couple of, you know, they're fearing a couple of ACL tears, you know, and you're dodging bullets. I think we're going to deal with that, and uh, uh, more than normal, we always deal with the injuries, but I think we're going to deal with that even more. We're dealing potentially as we're kind of past the declaration of whether you're going to opt out for COVID, but there's still an option. If somebody gets sick or or develops a problem, they can opt out, and so you, you don't know what's going to happen. So the theme has already taken place is who's going to be there? Yeah. And and now it's it's really coming into reality. But I will say on a positive, things are going pretty good. Not on wood. Things are going well on the testing. Uh, uh, you know, Scott, now I'm worried, as I said last week, as we're in training camp, there's a little bit more of a bubble. We get out of the bubble. We get out of the training camp. Is it going to spike? I don't know. I don't know either. Um, but when you talk about not just, you know, the injuries, soft tissue injuries, uh, the lack of hitting, uh, we've talked about that several times before, how these guys need um, training camps and, and, and these scrimmages and joint practices to get ready. Um, I think the lack of a preseason is is really going to maybe we're not feeling it now, but it's going to start to rear its ugly head. 
teams need to be able to simulate game situations, and you can't do that in a practice setting. You can try, you can try, you can try, but you can't get it. And not just about not just about the individual teams getting ready. And I saw somebody tweet this earlier today that off the field, teams need to practice their protocols for how they're going to handle this season. And without a preseason, they're not getting that opportunity to go over those protocols, to to practice the new way of coaching football on the sidelines and in the booth in 2020. I think that's the one aspect of preseason this year that has gone completely overlooked is there's new rules and regulations being put in and teams <laughs> they're going to it might have a problem following them for the first week of the season. Yeah, and you know I talked with um, a coach about that last week. And of course, you know as you know and for our listeners may not be aware of I think most people are is that um, teams will bring in officials you know, to practice. Yes. To just do that. All right. Look, this is what we're explain the rules in person. And then at practice, go and call it with an emphasis on those rules to get, to get accomplished what you just said, but it is, you're right. It's repetition is the King, right? Look, we, we just have to accept something in this abnormal year where everybody's having to adjust is, Maybe more penalties. Maybe they call it more. Maybe they call it less. You know, I don't know. There's going to be an adjustment by some people, really by everybody, officials, players, coaches, I mean, staff, front office. I mean, everybody's going to have to make that adjustment. But you're right. Not having preseason hurts in that respect. But I think they rather have more, you know, practice time so that they can get more done and then work the physical part. Because imagine if you had to play game. I mean, one of the things I was thinking about now is, and this is why they canceled the preseason this year, is because I don't think they could, felt they could get their guys ready to go physically to play. And so that when you play full speed in games, yeah. so now they're trying to work their way into it. But, yeah, it's, you know, it's a race to, you know, a little bit early September. NFL be a little different. And well, we'll have some colleges kicking off earlier than the SEC. But, We'll see. Um, we'll see the NFL get going a little bit earlier, and we'll see how well they're able to adjust. It, folks, it's you're going to have to look at it and understand that it is different, and it's not going to be quite the same product. And I mean, I hate to say it, Scott. Everybody's just hoping for football, but you know as well as I do, you're going to hear it on your shows, your various platforms. This ain't the same. It's not the same without the fans. In college, it's not the same without the bands and the cheerleaders. It's not. No. It won't be as good. It won't be as fun. The alternative, nothing. So, I mean, we're dealing that right now. It's a little bit unusual, the atmosphere watching the NBA games. And, mm -hmm. you know, even baseball is a little bit more because you're, all right, you got the variety of the stadiums. But, you know, hockey, you know, it's kind of like the basketball thing. It's, so, it's not the same. And it's just really weird to be saying, oh, yeah, game one of this series. And it's like, is is it May? Is that June again? No, it's, it's August. Okay. Just slap yourself in the head. This is – we're going to have times where we're going to look at it. We're a long way away from getting over this. We're just going to have to accept it. Alex Smith, 
that has been cleared for football activities. What an amazing story. Just what amazing, you know, I'm not going to talk about comeback player of the year because I don't even know if he's going to play Chris, Um, you know, but the fact that he is now able to participate and play football after that injury and that rehab, uh, I mean, we watched uh, the, there was a, you know, the small little documentary that was going around uh, earlier this year about how he almost lost the leg and just thinking about where he came from to now where he is and could be going just an absolute tremendous story. Scott, I don't know if you would agree with this, that I almost think that um, let's put an asterisk and give him comeback player of the year Even just for coming to this point. He doesn't take a snap. Just all right, give somebody else the award that plays better. Yeah. How about this guy? You talk about a heart now. You mm-hmm. can talk about that, you know, between the chest bone and the backbone, that area that this guy's got a massive heart to come back from that. You're right. Just to be walking, to even be thinking about football. That's, that says an awful lot. I am amazed because what I have heard about the injury just is gruesome. Um, just to be out there practicing, it is amazing. And I don't know where it takes him this year, but Godspeed to him, man. Yeah. What just a just a tremendous story. Another happy story, uh, especially for folks in the Dallas uh, region. Drew Pearson, 88, the original 88, Chris, going to the Hall of Fame. It's been years and years and years with Cowboys fans clamoring for 88 to get into the Hall of Fame. Finally gets the nod as, I guess, the uh, the senior committee um, he's going to be their lone inductee into the 2021 class of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Just your thoughts on Drew Pearson, uh, him as a player, and and his Hall of Fame candidacy. Well-deserved, uh, great player. Um, was very smooth, very smooth as a route runner, uh, very good on-the-ball receiver. His ability to adjust. Uh, his ability to be able to set up defenders is just extraordinary, great hands. Here's a little interesting note on him. Uh, and others will point to other issues and times, but he was on the receiving catch from Roger Stallback <laughs> of the true Hail Mary. You hear about throwing a Hail Mary. There was no term called Hail Mary in football until December 28th, 1975. My birthday, by the way. I wasn't born on 75, but it was <laughs> my birthday. I was born a little early, quite a bit earlier than that. But I remember watching that game. In Bloomington, Minnesota, the Vikings had him beat, maybe Bud Grant's best team. And Roger Stallback, Hail Mary pass to Drew Pearson. Now, they didn't call it a Hail Mary. After the game, they talked about, they asked Roger Stallback about the play. Gate red right 48 and did, all right go through it and he says well explain what's your thought process he says rare back and say hail mary and so in the in the papers the next day they called it the hail mary pass well over time you hear that oh he threw a hail mary you know you refer to that as just a you know it's a verb it's a it's a hail mary that was the original Hail Mary as it was for now. I'm not saying it was the first ever big throw, but it's the first one acknowledged as a Hail Mary pass. Yeah. And Drew Pearson was the one that caught it. But he interfered with Nate Wright on that play. It was offensive <laughs> interference. They didn't call it. <laughs> Since a young Viking fan growing up. But no, he did. 
and he won't he won't admit it on the uh he might I bet you he'll bring that up in the induction ceremony about uh, whether he did or did. But he but he go back and look at it. He pushed off. But still, well deserved. Congratulations, Drew. Great coming out of Tulsa and just uh, a great, great, uh, great, great story and uh, should have been a long time ago. Absolutely. A lot of fans are very uh, excited about that. So um, there's a lot going on, Chris, not just in college football, but in the NFL and at LandryFootball.com. When you talk about uh, roster updates, um, things that we have to keep an eye on as we get ready for this season, which um, from all accounts, we're getting started in a couple of weeks with the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, the defending Super Bowl champs playing that first game. So uh, what do we focus in? Let's start with the college aspect first up on LandryFootball.com. Well, we've had it for a while. We've got all the college uh, previews and breakdowns. So you're saying, well, okay, half of them not going to be playing. All right, well, that's fine, except you can get really good analysis of the roster, how players were graded coming into college, how they're graded as draft prospects, complete roster analysis of all the college teams. Ones that are playing, we will be able to update that during the season. The ones that don't play, you got what you have at this point, and we'll continue through the draft process on draft prospects and then continue in the next year for the guys returning. On the pro side, our roster analysis of all the NFL teams working its way up. We've got all the divisions in. We've got the last division coming up tomorrow. Very simple. You can go to the website, LandryFootball.com, and get it. You want to specifically look for a team, go on the left side, find your team, college team, pro team, click on it. It'll come right up. Very simple. You can get the complete roster analysis. Listen, our scouting season offer is ending out the end of this week. So take advantage of it now. Get you through the entire season, through the entire draft season, recruiting through next year at this time before it goes back to the normal rate. So take advantage of it today and get that great discount, less than $5 a month. So you want to check it out. LandryFootball.com is where you can also listen to a replay of this podcast. Um, uh, Also listen to all the other podcasts that are on Landry Football Twitch. You can go follow us on the Twitch channel right here at twitch.tv slash ChrisLandryFootball, where you'll be able to listen to Scott's show, this show, all of the shows up on the network. Uh, And you can, again, go to LandryFootball.com. Just click on it right there. So we really appreciate you joining us. I want to give a shout-out to a good friend of mine, uh, um, Don Black with FlexTech. I've had some computer issues and technical issues. He's got a great service, and I want to tell you folks about it. Virus protection um, that is guaranteed that will walk you through if you have any problems. You can find them up on LandryFootball.com. Go down um, on the right side, about three-quarters of the way down. You can find more about them. Reach out to them. They are a very, very affordable, and they can take care of you anywhere, and they can remote, and you can get the stuff free or that cost that can get you virus protection. It doesn't protect you like this does. Trust me, I can, can vouch for that. So take advantage of that. Go to flex tech today. So Scott, we got a lot going on and uh, we're going to be talking more about it next week. I know. Oh yeah. And, and, and in terms of this is something that I love about LandryFootball.com is when you say the roster analysis of each team, the breakdowns of each team, the depth charts that you can provide there. uh, It's just, it's a look as if you were inside or not just a draft room, a scouting room. It's like you have access to an entire back office of an NFL franchise or a college football program without 
being actually in that office or in that facility because what you're putting together is exactly what you would put together for teams that ask you to consult or when you were working with uh, teams as a coach or as a scout, it's exactly what you would put together and exactly what you have on LandryFootball.com. Well, we appreciate that. We That's exactly how we do it. That's how the website was started with as an arm, a fan arm to our consulting work. So as we go into – uh, working with teams and giving them uh, information on how to evaluate, um, y- you know, uh, exactly where things are with sort of the pro personnel department in an NFL team. They will have the depth charts. They will have the grades on the players. Well, that's what we provide for. They have write-ups on the players. That's what we provide for you. In a college office, they're evaluating recruits. They're evaluating the rosters of the teams that they're playing against. They also now, Scott, have to evaluate other rosters around college, even at lower levels, for transfer possibilities. Mm. So this is what we're trying to provide for you. So, yes, it gives you a peek behind the curtain of what it's like to be in a college or NFL personnel department, coaching department. So that's what we're all about. Less than $5 a month. You can't beat that to get that type of access. So check it out today. Absolutely. And don't forget, because we are live here on Twitch and the show goes on here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Chris Landry football. That's where you want to follow, eventually subscribe. But for now, just follow twitch.tv slash Chris Landry football. Are you serious? SEC edition comes your way at the top of the hour with, uh, I'm sure, a schedule breakdown. Maybe they love Florida as much as I love Florida this season, Chris, because I can tell you I'm going to put a lot of money down on Florida this season. They're going to be my darlings in the SEC and in the college football world to see what the spreads are in each of those games. Uh, But lots to get into in the football world. Subscribe to Landry Football's Conference Call. That's the podcast that you're going to get. All these different shows that we have on Twitch are available in podcast form. So you subscribe to one, you get them all. So make sure you just subscribe to Landry Football's Conference Call, available wherever you get your podcasts from, and you'll get every single one of the shows. Or the easiest way to do it, as Chris has mentioned a 100 times, just go to LandryFootball.com. You can click on the Twitch button to watch us on Twitch. You can click on the podcast button to listen, subscribe, and download Download all of the podcasts. It's all at LandryFootball.com. Chris, as we get closer and closer, we're going to have to actually start talking about uh, week one of the NFL season, week one of the college football season, whichever teams are going to get started before the rest of them. But uh, here we are in, in the middle of August, and we're a couple of weeks away from football actually being played. Absolutely. We have to pretend like we know who's going to be able to play and who's healthy. So we just we just pretend, you know, and then uh, hope that everybody is healthy. And, you know, seriously, it is a uh, it's a tough time. We have been on through this entire prospect uh, process and it's not been football season. As you know, it was right in the middle of college basketball tournament time mm-hmm. when all this stuff happened. So it has affected football from an offseason standpoint of the calendar and how we do it. But we talked about it, didn't we, for months and months, weeks and weeks about what is this going to look like? Well, we're here now, and we're on the cusp of the season, and we already know who's in, who's not in for now. I'm holding my breath. I'm I'm keeping my fingers and toes crossed. I feel a little bit better this week than I did last week about having maybe Mm -hmm. getting to a season, but we still don't know. A lot to go through. 
Um, be patient out there as fans. I just like to encourage everybody. Look, we got to get through this. And when they tell you, Hey, you can't tailgate, don't get frustrated. We just got to deal with that and just go with your mask, go to the game. If you're one of the 20% that can go follow it in a different way. Uh, we're going to be here to break it down for you. We're going to be here to take it, you know, through handicapping wise with Scott. And certainly for the folks that like the fantasy stuff, we've got that. We're going to be breaking down more of the X's and O's. We're going to getting into the new show football. It's been tough to do that. And a lot of people have not been open to that as much because they just want to know if we're going to play. And yeah. so we don't have those answers. We we're trying to like everybody else, find it. We're going to get to that point, and I'm, I'm curious to be able to take this as a challenge for me because I'm having to restructure a little bit how I'm doing things consulting-wise and how we do it and, and dealing with, with my clients in college football and the NFL. So it's going to be a unique process. We're going to take you through it. We're going to have fun, and, and we're going to have some football. We're hopefully going to have a lot more football than we anticipated. It may look different, may feel look different, may sound different. We're going to have it by God somehow, some way. Yeah. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. We're going to be breaking it down for you. And you're right, Scott. We're going to start breaking down the games, the teams, the players, the schemes. And I think that once – because I think that the, the stadiums will do a good job uh, of pumping in the crowd noise, especially in college football. They'll pump in the band, right? So even though the band won't be in the stands playing, they're still going to pump in that music, uh, you know, after every first down. They're still going to have artificial crowd noise. So I think watching the game on TV might not feel as different as what we are accustomed to seeing, with the exception of maybe some empty stands. But in most games that you're watching you're not really seeing the stands anyway unless they do crowd shots yeah you're actually focused on on the, the the players on the field you're not really seeing that you know maybe when they do the, the the sky cam it's a different view and you might see some fans but i just think that it's not going to look that different or feel that different on television it's it's gonna stink not being able to go to the games it's going to really hurt not tailgating. I was listening to Charles Barkley this morning uh, on ESPN Radio, Chris, and he was talking about just for Auburn, for his alma mater, and that community where they get 100,000 fans in the stadium and additional 20,000 fans that just come into town to party and enjoy the atmosphere, that small businesses that rely on 120,000 people coming into Auburn, Alabama – they're not going to get that, and and that's going to be the real shame and the real crime about all of this is those small businesses that rely on the influx of people. I mean, think about the town of Cooperstown, New York, that, uh, yeah. Chris, they survive based on one weekend out of the year. That one weekend, Hall of Fame induction weekend, brings in more money for that town than the entire year. That's how they survive. And you don't have that this year. Uh, a lot of these towns in, in, in you know college football, you don't play these games uh, it, with the exception of some schools. You're not playing in major cities, right? It, it's a lot different when it comes to college. And that's really, that's going to be where you're missing out. That's going to be the sad part of this. But if you're just sitting at home on a Saturday or sitting at home on a Sunday, watching on your big screen TV with a couple of pizzas, some wings and some beers, I don't think it's going to feel any different for you. Well, a couple of things that, um, that that is really intriguing what you said. Uh, first of all, the economic impact. You are so right. Um, and I don't know how they come up with these numbers, but some economists have said in a place like Tuscaloosa, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you throw Baton Rouge and Gainesville and Auburn and you know, that the loss, because as you said, Cooperstown, multiply that times seven. Mm-hmm. Um, loss will be $1 billion in that range to those communities. Makes Think sense. about that. Yeah. Uh, hotels, restaurants, you mentioned, and the like. Uh, they, they do live off of that because it is their Cooperstown seven weeks a year. They live off of that. And the rest of the year, they can survive. But this is, this is, this is so critical. And I thought, I think it might have been Saban that said something, you know, about what happens if you play. And I, I think it's a real, you know, I don't know if he just came up with it himself. But he says, we need to start thinking about what happens if we don't play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are ways to do this where it's safe. But if we don't play, the horrific economic impact negativity will be, uh, you know, just felt greatly. I, I think, and don't you agree that on the telecast, to get to your point, don't you think the producers are going to – we usually see a lot of crowd and cheerleader shots, yeah. but we're, we're probably not going to – we're just going to be sideline shots. Players. I mean, it just won't be – it just won't do that. Uh, I mean, I, I think we're seeing that in some of the other sports now, but, you know, a lot of that you want to have the wide angles. I mean, I, I think they're going to make it – like you said, it'll be less noticeable on TV than in person because if you're there in person – and you're 20,000 in a 100,000-seat stadium, which yeah. most of them in the SEC are, it's going to look like it's empty. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little yeah. awkward. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, but but I think that's how they're going to do it, and I think it'll be packaged. What, what well they should do is what, what Major League Baseball teams are doing, and I'm not talking about the cardboard cutouts of the fans, but I'm talking about tarping off the seats. So that's a way for the schools to recoup money by selling ads on those tarps. So you can cover a whole section of seats with a big, in Alabama, a big crimson banner that says, you know, whatever insurance company that's their big sponsor. Right. You know? And that's a way that they can recoup money because that's shown on TV all the time. They can sell that and it th- you won't see empty seats. You'll just see the, the the banners covering up those sections. You know, I think that some of the NFL teams, I know the Ravens told me that they're doing that. Well, yeah. first, and I think you're going to see it's smart. They're going to cover like, I don't know, the first 12, but 20 seats. I can't remember, which mm-hmm. makes sense because then you're going to see it when you saw the sideline shot. Mm-hmm. And it it makes sure that if you're going to have 20,000, that they're nowhere near close to the sidelines. Correct. So the, so And so I think you could, you'll probably see that some, something similar in college. Yeah. No, I think they'll, they'll do it. They'll make it as good as you can do it. And hats off to those folks that are having to figure out who gets to go to the games and mm-hmm. it is who donates the most money. Um, but you know, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's the, figuring all this out is mm-hmm. more than a headache. And uh, did you see, to them. did you see what uh, non-football related with the Pittsburgh pirates are doing this year? Um, if a foul ball get, or a home run lands in your season ticket seat, they're mailing you the ball. Oh, that is neat. I did not see that. That is awesome. Someone posted it on social media. They got a letter from the Pittsburgh Pirates. They got a package with the baseball and a letter that said that, you know, even though you weren't here, this ball landed in your seat. 
And so really cool. here's a gift and, you know, signed by the Pittsburgh Pirates here, you know, congratulations. So that's something cool that, the, you know, that, that is cool. And and it's a little bit of extra work. You got to zoom in, make sure you got the right seat. You got to yeah. look up who's well, in that seat. They, wherever they go, pick up the ball. So if they, you know, they, they run, they walk over, they pick up the ball and it's. Write it down and look it up cool. and you got, you got his it. information sent it to him. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing to do. And. You know, maybe maybe be, they'll be able to do some things like that in very creative ways. Uh, hopefully, that that message gets out there. I was not aware of that. That's that's yeah. really cool. Something that listen, it's uh, as I said, it's a tough time, and uh, hopefully, we can try to maybe create some positives out of what's been an awful 2020. I know. Well, I'm very curious to see what the Lambo leap's going to look like this year, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a leap into nationwide insurance or no, no, no. I guess it would be state forum for Aaron Rodgers. So, I would say that it would be a leap into the state forum uh the state forum leap. Oh yeah, that's one. Yeah. I'm getting, I'm hanging around you too much. I'm getting these marketing ideas. There you State go. State Farm Leech. State Farm Leap. I think yep. that'll work. <laughs> well, this is a lot of fun, Chris. We'll do it again next week. A reminder, be sure to head to LandryFootball.com. You can have quick access to the Twitch shows and the podcast as well. And make sure you're following on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ChrisLandryFootball. Uh, he's Chris Landry. You can follow him on Twitter at LandryFootball. You can follow me, Scott Seidenberg, at Scott's On Air. This is the Football Film Room. Back with you each and every Tuesday. Tuesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern time, 6 o'clock Central on your uh, devices, however you're accessing Twitch. Uh, just happy to be um, providing content for you. And stay tuned to the Twitch channel because coming up next, Are You Serious Sports SEC edition. Kyle Trask for Heisman, guys. Chris, I'll talk to you. <laughs> Enjoy. Check out the SEC guys, AYS guys, Blake and Doobie, so they'll take good care of you from here on out.